The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Monday, July 31st, 2023. It's bizarre to think when you say July 31st, today is not the MLB trade trade deadline. Tomorrow is August 1st. Just when you hear July 31st, it kind of gives you the goosebumps thinking what might happen before 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. I think it's 4 o'clock. But uh, the deadline's tomorrow. A lot of moves from over the weekend which we can mix and match into today's show if there are thoughts that apply to a specific game. 10-game slate, Brendan Glasheen with Sean Zarillo and BJ Cunningham. We are with you tomorrow as well. So if there's any news to react to over the course of today that goes into tomorrow, we'll get to it. And then we've got an episode coming your way on Friday, post-deadline. So uh, that is where we are this week with the MLB trade deadline on Tuesday. Zarillo, we'll stick to uh, best bets to start us off. And like I said, if you guys have thoughts on any of these moves that might, might kind of filter into picks for today or futures, we can certainly discuss. You're on a team that actually will not move one of their star players in Cody Bellinger. The Chicago Cubs are one of your best bets for this Monday slate. Why is that? Yeah, I like the Chicago Cubs up to about minus 120. Uh, very important divisional series here between the Cubs and the Reds. The Cubs currently between four and five to one to win the NL Central. The Reds sitting around plus 150. The Brewers currently about even money and favored. Uh, but in terms of this series and game one of this series specifically, you know, Andrew Abbott, a guy who I like as a pitcher, similar story with Bryce Elder, though. Guys who I think are good pitchers whose underlying indicators suggest that they're nowhere near their current ERAs, Abbott with a 1.9 ERA. Since he came up to the big leagues, it's the third best ERA amongst all pitchers. But in terms of strikeout minus walk rate, uh, expected FIP, he ranks closer to league average. He has a 222 batting average on balls in play, a strand rate of about 96%. League averages on those stats are around 373% respectively. So a long way to go just to get back to league average in those categories. 
Marcus Stroman has essentially been the same pitcher for the past four or five years. You look at his expected fit relative to league average. He's essentially stayed right in line throughout his career. Um, so I don't really make these pitchers very different from one another. Uh, you know, their pitching plus metrics are identical, 99 for both pitchers. So, you know, the starting pitching here is is relatively comparable, but the Cubs throughout most of the year were better against lefties than they were against righties. Those splits have kind of come neutral. I do project their offense, though, as slightly better than the Reds' offense, and I give their bullpen a slight advantage, too. So the Cubs at home here, I made closer to minus 130, like their first five money line to minus 120. And I also like their first five money line to about minus 115. It didn't seem like that was in range when I woke up this morning, but keep an eye on that. Then I also like the total here too, but we'll get to that in one second because the under is the most popular pick of the day from a public betting perspective. We will get to that. Uh, BJ, hi. You're uh, your best. <laughs> BJ had discussed a lot Friday about um, yeah. sitting at a bench and reflecting. So I'm sure he used this wonderful weekend in Iowa to I win did. some bets and reflect on life. So I'm glad he's back and made it to mm-hmm. the podcast on Monday after uh, that great advice. Mm-hmm. What, what is your best bet? Oh, you're making me laugh. What is your best bet for today? My friend. Uh, I like the Marlins for the first five innings. Best price you can find out there is minus one Oh four. Taiwan Walker is going to be pitching for the Phillies. He's starting to regress over the second half of the season. He had a, he had a rough start to the season. And then through May and June, he really started to find his form. And really what happened to him is that he started to limit his walks and through May and June, his walk per nine rate was below three. But now that we've gotten into July, his walk per nine rate is sitting at 4.94 and his stuff plus for the first half of the season has gone from 93 now down to just 89 in July. The thing about Taiwan Walker is when he's at his best, he's getting a lot of swings and misses down in the zone and producing ground balls. It's got to be essentially both of those things because his three main pitches are a splitter sinker and a fastball. And the splitter has been decently effective this season, but his sinker and his fastball have not been effective at really at all. His, you know, his stuff plus rating is below 95 on both those pitches. Edward Cabrera is going to be on the mound for the Marlins. He's a positive regression candidate. ERI sitting at 4.7 expected ERA down around 3.9. Cabrera has a very, very interesting profile in the fact that he's got an incredibly high K per nine rate. It's up near around 11 and his stuff plus is at 102, but he has an insanely high walk per nine rate at 5.6. The good news for him in this matchup is the Phillies are bottom 10 in Major League Baseball in walk percentage. They have the third highest chase rate in all of Major League Baseball. And Cabrera's main pitch is a changeup that he likes to throw down and low inside the lefties, which has been very effective against them because of splits uh, versus lefties and righties. He's allowing a 295 weighted on base average to lefties and a 349 weighted on base average to righties. He's also someone that's pitched much, much better at home this season. He has a 3.2 XFIP at Lone Depot Park and away from home. He's got a 4.97 XFIP. So pretty drastic splits for Cabrera. So I like I like the matchup here for the Marlins. I projected them at minus 131 for the first five innings. Uh, so I think there's decent value on them at minus 104. Excellent. Okay. That's kind of a sink or swim series too for Miami. They want to hang around in the race in the NL East. So as Zerillo teased a moment ago, Cubs, Reds, big series for that division. That division continues to be a roller coaster. But uh, we took a different approach today for Fade the Public. We're looking at a total. Cubs and Reds total set at eight runs. Still uh, eight runs for the game tonight at Wrigley Field over at BetMGM. You can still get it at eight. Uh, Under is at minus 105, over at minus 115. Uh, Zerillo, 
I'm sure we're going to talk about I mean, this is where Debundo would be great to give his wind analysis, but right, Wrigley Field. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, I got it. All right, if Sean Perfect. doesn't have it, I got it right here. You just kind of get ready now to do your Debundo like I'm right uh, here. Your voice, your Debundo impersonation. Ninety-five percent of the bets, ninety-nine percent of the cash coming in on the under Zerillo. What do you have for thoughts on that? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Yeah, concerns me that the public is so heavy in the under and it hasn't moved since overnight. I bet this at eight, like it up to about eight minus one ten, projected it closer to seven and a half. The wind blowing in from right field at about six to eight miles an hour. Uh, but this game, you know, with that wind and the weather, also triggered our Wrigley Field under system for Bet Labs. It's not why I bet it. To be very clear, I bet it because I projected the total at seven and a half after adjusting my own wind and weather. But this Action Labs Wrigley Field under system since 2005 has hit at a 60% clip and returned a 15% ROI, betting unders that fit the criteria for this system. So I like that I'm aligned with the system. I'm concerned that the public percentages are so heavily (laughs) tilted to the under and it has not moved off of eight and gone down to seven and a half since last night. Eight, not even a key number. So the fact that it has not moved off of it does concern me slightly. I haven't seen an umpire yet. It's a new series, so we won't get the umpires, unfortunately, until a couple of hours before the game. So that's just unknown information. Maybe my total goes up. Maybe it goes down based on the umpire. But based on the players on the field, I made this closer to seven and a half. So under eight to minus 110, the side that I like. Hopefully the public is right tonight. Okay, BJ, what do you got for thoughts on this? The weather? Yep. I mean, I projected uh, before accounting for weather, this total at 8.2. So I'm pretty in line with where the market has the total. So I don't really have any. The funny thing is that I was looking up Andrew Abbott's uh, stats, and I know everybody's going to point to his his strand rate around 96%, which you can say is not sustainable, and it's not. Uh, but the funny thing about him is is in AAA this season in 38 innings, he had a 94% strand rate there. And then last season in high A ball had a 97% strand rate there as well. So I don't know if he's like Houdini and like we just need to accept that he just strands runners and that's just what he does. But, you know, obviously he's not a 1.9 ERA type pitcher, but he's still a 3-3 expected ERA there. So he's like still pitching very, very well. He's just not, like Sean said, he's not third best ERA in Major League Baseball type of pitcher. So, um, yeah, I project this close to where the market has, so um, I have to pass on this. Uh, you know, I like Abbott as a pitcher. I think he's he has really good feel for pitching. Uh, he pitches backwards pretty frequently. A lot of breaking balls early in counts getting called strikes with the curveball and slider when batters are looking for fastballs. So maybe eventually the league adjusts to that. They start looking for the breaking balls early in counts and looking for the fastball later. But I just think he's he's an interesting arm. The stuff plus is in the low 80s, it's like 83 stuff plus, but he has a really nice command, particularly of his breaking balls. And he's using those to get ahead of called strikes a lot. So yes, the stuff plus numbers don't blow you away, but the way he's pitching, I think that's why he's exceeded, you know, expected mm-hmm. metrics or his projection just because he's kind of pitching backwards and keeping hitters off balance. Cubs are four out of the Reds for the division. So that should be a fun weekend. And uh, tonight we are, well, Zerillo at least, BJ staying away, but we're looking at maybe a lower scoring game. That's what the- uh, Yeah, 4-3 projection. Cubs. Let's go. Okay. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm just happy you said Cubs system at one point. Or It's not okay. the system that DeBundo gives out. It's a different <laughs> system we're talking about. So you can be very careful with how we... Yes, our, our Wrigley Field unders system. Uh, seven, 70 unit profit. If you would bet that consistently across about three, 400 bets since 2005. So plus 70 units across 400 bets, 15% ROI. It's, you know, something uh, 
listen, like as, as betting becomes more public and people become more aware of things to look at, yes, that ROI has shrunk over time, but it's still a decent right. indicator that the weather is in the right place for an under. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Favorite underdog for Monday. See, we got a consensus dog again. I think Zarello's got one to add uh, as well for today. But uh, why don't you go with the one that's different from BJ, and then you can discuss the the one that you're both in align alignment on. Where's my dog? Uh huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Yeah. Uh, so both the underdogs, unfortunately, moved out of range from where I bet them. If you can get right. the Rockies at plus one eighty five, I like them quite a bit. I believe it moved down from plus one eighty five to plus one seventy five. You know, just a model projected edge. Austin Gomber has been much better of late than he was earlier in the season. I was betting against Gomber pretty consistently in his recent starts. I've been betting unders and I've been betting on him. So just his command has been so improved from where he was earlier in the year. 101 location plus in his last eight starts. 16% uh, strikeout minus walk rate over that span as well. So above league average, 4.2 expected FIP. He's been pretty solid for the past two months. Uh, you know, you look at those season-long metrics, you look at last year's metrics, ERA, XERA over six, he looks horrid. But the past two months, he's actually been pretty effective, showing decent command. So Gomber at home, Seth Lugo, the better pitcher, 101 pitching plus, 4.3 expected ERA. But there's really no reason why the Padres should be as significant of favorites here as they are. They are better against lefties and righties, but the Rockies, a team, one of the worst in baseball and a team along with the Royals, the A's who you might find value betting on a game to game basis. So pick your spots with the Rockies. I do like them here though, to plus plus one eighty five, And I also like the under 12 at minus minus one ten or better. I believe that has moved closer to 11 and a half. And then BJ and I also like the angels. I'll let him expound more on them, but Charlie Morton basically in each one of his starts has been popping up as a guy who is worse, I think, than the betting market says that he is. 4.65 expected ERA this season. That is way down from past years. His strikeout minus walk rate has fallen below the major league average. So, yeah, again, you know, the Braves, a team I don't want to bet against every day, 
But in each of Charlie Morton's starts, it seems like he pops up as a guy that the model wants me to bet against because his underlying metrics are nowhere near his ERA. And his pitching plus, his stuff plus has dropped off relative to past seasons too. So a lot of cracks in Charlie Morton's profile, a guy I'm probably going to keep betting against the rest of the way. Are they going to have those acquisitions available today? CJ Crone? Uh, they should, Rechuck. yes. They said that they would be there tonight. You know, I don't know if they'll be in the starting lineup, but they should be on the bench at least. Okay. Is it, is it, it's, it's Grichuk, right? Do I got that right? Randall Grichuk and uh, CJ Crone. Randall Grichuk Rand- taken the pick before Mike Trout in the same draft. Acquired just yesterday by the uh, LA Angels. They keep adding. They're adding more to appease Otani. As BJ kind of predicted the other day, just buy. What the hell? Forget it. We'll figure out. We'll figure out the farm system and everything else later. I mean, I mean, Sean Cyril is the smartest baseball mind that I know, and he can tell you that it's so dumb what they're doing. But who cares? Like, let's just have some fun when you have a generational talent. Like, he's not going to resign. So what's what's the big deal? I feel the worst for the prospect people uh, because I've already seen like, how the hell am I supposed to find 20 angels prospects in two months? (laughs) And the people who do top 30, 30 prospect lists are like, you know, ready to blow their brains out that this farm system is going to have nothing left. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you who cares. Taking an angels under is getting kind of annoying now. That's annoying. But Zerillo, BJ and I with Charlie discussed on Friday, knowing the angels, they'll get trout back and get worse. <laughs> just because that's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, go ahead, BJ. You got thoughts on the angel? yeah, I angels mean, are winning games, and now this is a real, this is a nice test. They're in Atlanta tonight. They are. Yeah. This is uh this is I mean, this is big for them. They obviously are, you know, they're I think they're four back right now, so they really Really need to start making up games in a hurry with the rest of the AL East. But yeah, I mean, Sean hit the nail on the head that, you know, Charlie Morton has been a big time negative regression candidate with his expected ERA being a full run higher than his actual ERA. And I think this is kind of what it boils down to for Charlie Morton is that, you know, he's he's got basically two pitches, a curveball and a fastball. He uses his curveball pretty frequently. It's I think around close to 45% of the time, I want to say. And he's been very, very good with it. You know, it's got a 38% whiff rate, stuff plus rating is like 140 on that. Opposing hitters only at 245 expected weighted on base average. But his fastball has been terrible. Like opponents have a 402 expected weighted on base average against that pitch and only has a stuff plus of 75. So he's really only got one pitch. So when hitters can key in on that and then just look for a different pitch, that's when you start to struggle. And guess what? The Angels are a great offense against right-handed pitching, the fourth best weighted on base average in Major League Baseball. They have a plus 17 run value against right-handed curveballs this season. Griffin Canning will be on the mound for the Angels. I mean, he's he's an average Major League starting pitcher. He's got a 405 expected ERA. It's like he's generating a decent number of swings and misses. He's got a low walk per nine rate. He's got to fix a home run problem to, to make him seem somewhat above average. But taking an average Major League starting pitcher against what Charlie Morton's expected metrics tell us, which is, average to below average right now like there is a decent amount of value on the angels who again are also good against right-handed pitching now like sean says many times the braves let three home runs in the first inning and this thing will be over but (laughs) i project the angels at plus 150 or at plus 154 so i think there's still a decent enough edge at the best price at plus 185 right now i wouldn't play it above or below 175 um that's probably my my lowest that i would go to but I think there's some decent value uh, on this on fading Charlie Morton. Yeah, I mean, across the board, Canning is the better metrics this season. 405 expected ERA, Morton at 4.6. 18.5% strikeout minus walk, Morton at 14%. 102 pitching plus, Morton at 99. So 
I project Charlie Morton as a slightly better pitcher, but all of the underlying indicators, the pitch modeling metrics say that Griffin Canning has been better this season. Yes, Morton has a better defensive team behind him probably, but mm-hmm. there's not much of a difference between these two arms. All righty. Angels projected uh, over at Pakoda, 24% chance to make the playoffs mm. right now. Slightly moving up, but yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays series wasn't great. Fangraph's 16%, so even lower. Okay, there you go. Big series against Atlanta for them. Um, all right, a couple more, and then we'll uh, get out of here. Cirillo, you've got uh, a dog and another favorite that you'd like to touch on for today, and then BJ's got a homer pick to wrap the show. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, just a couple of price targets uh, to keep an eye out for. Uh, Arizona's line had not opened when I woke up right as we started the podcast. It came out at plus 130. If that moves up to plus 135 or better, you can bet the Diamondbacks today. They're struggling a little bit. Where does Gary stopped hitting? Uh, you know, it seems like they might not make the playoffs and cash are plus 400 snakes to make the playoffs tickets, but we'll see. Uh, but plus 135 or better today for Arizona looks like a bet for me. And then Toronto, the line has been open since last night. I bet their first five line at minus 125 that moved up. But their full game line is curiously moving down today. It's come down to minus 135. If you're able to get a minus 135 or better on Toronto, I would play that. Projected their line closer to minus 145. So two price targets I'm keeping an eye on for Monday slate. And I also want to touch on briefly the American League West with the Rangers making a couple of additions or a couple of key additions. Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, Chris Stratton. All getting added to their pitching staff. Pocota still has the Astros winning the division 65% of the time. Fangrass has it at 47% for Houston, 44% for Texas. So both projections like the Astros to still win the division, they're both sitting at around even money right now. I believe Texas might be minus 120. Houston might be even money. Yes, you can absolutely just bet them in head-to-head games the rest of the way. But based on that Fangrass projection that has Houston ahead of Texas, Based on the fact that Dakota has Houston at 65%, they're sitting a game back. I bet the Astros at plus 120 at the All-Star break to win the AOS. Even with Texas making these moves, I don't mind betting Houston at even money here. Jordan back, Jose Altuve back. We'll see if they make any moves at the deadline, but they don't need to for me to like the Astros where they currently are. Yep. Yeah, I remember the episode we did that. I think that was during the break that we mm-hmm. did that or the yeah. Friday after the break, right before the yes. second half really got started. Um, and they're right they now, moved from MGM. four games back to a game back and their price really hasn't changed much. So, yep. Yeah. We discussed that series last week uh, going in when those teams, uh, those two teams faced each other. Um, American league West winner at bet MGM Rangers minus minus one ten, Astros plus 100. Yeah. I like that. That even money, even minus minus one ten. you know, I think it's fine again. Like it's not a great number. You could just bet them straight yep. up against the Rangers when they play. Uh, but if you're looking for an edge, I think that's a decent edge. Okay. Astros right now sit one game back. And... I might add more. I'm not sure, but I might. Okay. Well, we got to look at the schedule. We know we know where to find you. Uh, <laughs> in the app. Uh, the next time those, those two teams meet in Texas, in Arlington, September 4th. They have one series. series left against each other. It'd be a big series. Yep. One series left against each other. It's in Arlington, the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th. We'll be, we'll be here for two of those days, everybody. That's for sure. Um, okay, BJ, and you like the Red Sox tonight. I do. Nick Pavetta's back in the rotation, Brendan. Yeah, why why, why are we messing that up? Like, keep, he's good second well, inning and beyond. Why, why are we messing yeah. up this juju? I mean, this is so that this bet right here, 
is a bet on Pavetta on what he's done as a reliever. I understand that he was much worse to start in the beginning of the season. I mean, his ex-fip was sitting around 4.8, and now as a reliever, he's been outstanding. 3.2 ex-fip. His K per nine rate is like almost closer to 13 as a reliever. Like, he's been excellent. I yep. mean, he's he has like a 0.8 whip. Like, he's been so, so good, and this is his chance to get back into the rotation. And he's going to be facing a below-average Mariners lineup against right-handed pitching. So the Red Sox have advantages offensively. George Kirby has been obviously very good this season. You know, 3.9 XCRA is is good, but not anywhere to be a, not considered elite. So I give the Red Sox advantages offensively. And it's just dependent on how you project Nick Pavetta. If you project him as what his starter metrics were at the beginning of May, yeah, like the Mariners should be deserving favorites. But if you want to project in a little bit of what he's done as a reliever so far this season. I think there's a decent edge here on the Red Sox for the first five innings. Your plus 117 is the best price you can find right now. Right. You are you ready? You're ready, by the way, when they don't do anything tomorrow, right? You're prepared for that when they say we got we got Chris Sale and Trevor Story and Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck coming back. You're ready for that, right? Because that's happening. I know. I'm ready for it. I want one more starter, but um I don't really know, see anybody else on the market that I'm going to get too excited about. Yep. I, I warned you like a month ago this was going to happen. okay, and we're and fine. I am Bloom is already planting those seeds, and that wouldn't shock me if they moved Hawk, Sale all coming back. Like, add yeah. him to – Get the uh, duck boats ready, man. Yeah, add him to Bayo and Crawford. Like, let's go. Get them ready. Yep, book your flight. I'll I'll, I'll put you up here, and we'll go to the duck boats, and we'll, be, we'll have a great time. I'm actually intrigued <laughs> by the this, this. in Boston. Red Sox matchup against Kirby because Kirby is a guy we know has the lowest walk rate in baseball. Yep. And the Red Sox pretty patient, generally yep. speaking. Yep. So I'm curious to see how that kind of aligns with, do they get more aggressive swinging at first pitches? You know, is he going to have a very low pitch count, record a ton of outs because they're swinging at everything early because they know they're going to get strikes. So Kirby's almost struggling as a guy whose command is too good. Uh, maybe he figures out like the Zach Greinke mold as he ages and is able to use that amazing command to like tease hitters a little bit more and get stuff into that shadow area as opposed to leaving it in the zone. But yeah, a very effective pitcher, but also at the same time, it seems to me like that fifth inning, you know, second time through the lineup guys sort of get a better look at him and figure him out. So, uh, and an interesting matchup against a very good offensive team who is patient, um, but needs to be aggressive tonight. And this is a big week for, I mean, the Red Sox and the Mariners, but the Mariners more so. They're four and a half out in the wild card, so yes. they're going to make any noise. They've got a, this is a big week. The playoff the races are a lot of fun right now. You know, the the they are. expanded wild card got a lot of hate, I think, when it first came out. Um, but it, it's made all but four teams essentially in the hunt. So, yeah, I'm excited to see moves we get in the next 24 hours because, you yeah. As we talked about before the podcast started, Baltimore, Boston, the Yankees, the AL East teams who have basically dominated the other divisions this year have not made a move yet. And the fact that the baseball god is only going to be in L.A., well, with the Angels for two more months and just all these panic moves to try and appease them is just fantastic. I love I, I love it. This is something like if I was playing Dynasty mode in Major League Base or like MLB The Show, I would so do this. Okay, well, we'll see if they do more before and tomorrow. Keep resetting the game when Otani signs. Exactly, because he can just reset the game. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> reset that game. Find Sean Zarillo and BJ Cunningham in the Action app if they do add any more for tonight's slate. Just ten games, uh, off day for some teams, of course. 
Um, rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't done so already. We return tomorrow. We're here. Uh, we obviously today. We're back tomorrow. We have Friday. So anything trade deadline related that might be applicable uh, to the show. If a big name like a Scherzer, well, we know a Scherzer got moved, but if a Verlander gets moved or something like that, we'll certainly hit on it. And maybe if the Angels just sell more of their farm system. Uh, you all have a great Monday. Thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Talk to you all again tomorrow. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.